This is Bombshell Radio, episode 27 with Eileen Wilder. Hey, gorgeous. Welcome to Bombshell Radio. I'm your host, Jackie Dixon, best selling author of The Bombshell Manifesto. And my mission is to help you live your manifesto as a biblical bombshell who is healthy, holy, and hot, fully on fire for God, even in the tough areas of body, beauty, and intimacy. I believe our calling is to be fiercely feminine, spreading the gospel as a powerful woman, living out her assignment in all ways. Each week, I'll be giving you motivation, inspiration, and top tips for bombshell living, as well as interviews with bombshells at the top of their game in health, marriage, motherhood, business, and beyond. So you can be inspired to live your own bombshell journey exploding onto the scene in a way that sets you free and sets the world on fire. Ready, Bombshell? If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app. You can find Bombshell Radio in iTunes, on SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, and Himalaya. And while you're there, be sure to leave me a review. I'd love to know your thoughts, and I'd love to know who you'd like me to interview next. Eileen Wilder is a best-selling author, coach, and speaker who has helped countless women launch their dreams and make money doing what they love. After pastoring for 18 years alongside her husband, Harrison, they began the Wilder Foundation, dedicated toward teaching the proven keys of success from the Bible. Through her books, podcast, YouTube channel, and free resources, Eileen hopes you feel insanely confident in who you are in Christ and why you should absolutely start before you're ready, because the world needs what you alone have to offer. In our conversation today, we talk about Eileen's journey to begin a blog and the very unusual way and timing that God asked her to begin that, and how it led her into this discovery of the fact that God wants us to pursue with the dreams and desires he puts in our heart. We talk about her journey as an entrepreneur and a mother finding free time to build her dream business and her best practical tips for beginning that journey yourself. In this episode, you'll learn how to begin your own dreams, whether that's simply taking better care of yourself, launching a side business, homeschooling, whatever it may be, how pursuing your dream is actually one of the best examples and ways to evangelize your children to follow God themselves, how allowing yourself to be free to take care of yourself is actually the best way to take care of your family, and Eileen's personal 20-minute tip for how to begin even when this feels completely overwhelming and you can't imagine having the time or the energy to get started. Eileen goes into her story of how she came out of a place of being overweight, overwhelmed, and emotionally exhausted. Her journey is incredible. I know it's going to inspire you guys, so let's dive in. For everything we mention in today's episode, check it out in the show notes. You'll find them over on the Bombshell blog. That's bombshell.blog forward slash 27. Hey, Eileen, welcome to Bombshell Radio. I'm so excited to have you here. You know you're one of my absolute favorite people. So inspiring in every way, just doing so many things well. So I'm so pumped for you to be here and talk to the listeners and really just 
give them a little bit of your backstory, how you became such a bombshell. <laughs> You're just killing it, killing it in so many ways. And um, I know I have a really inspiring story and some really inspiring stuff you're working on now. So give me, let's just kind of jump in the back end. I've already um, read your bio to the listeners that are a little bit familiar, but kind of take us back to where this whole thing started. So I know you've got an incredible story behind what led you to want to start a blog and kind of where you were in your life, the kind of sense of lostness and everything. So you tell it way better than I do. So where did this begin? Well, Jackie, thanks for having me. And hey, <laughs> hey everybody who's listening, I'm so excited to just spend a few minutes with you guys. Yeah, 100%. I just, uh, you know, maybe about four years ago, uh, I had, um, I was pregnant with my third child. So I've got three mm. kids. I have an 11, nine. Right there. Yeah. So I was, um, but my doctor was like, you are under so much stress. You need to go on bed rest. So I was ginormous. Mm. I was working full time, but I hadn't realized like that. I just wasn't managing life very well. So mm. I was like, wait, what? you want me to what you want me to go on bed rest and i had like never even considered that that might be a possibility but there i was i think i was about seven months pregnant and i was just like i had to stop working i had to take a leave of absence laid out there like a beached whale on the bed and i'm just like what where did i go wrong yeah. you know and i hadn't realized that so much stress my body was having like these intense braxton hicks contractions like that were actually felt like a lot like pre-labor but it was way too early and it just like all I had, a, I didn't understand why it was happening. But looking back, I think that I just wasn't in the right place doing exactly what I should be doing. And because of that, it was adding enormous physical and emotional stress to me. Hmm. But it didn't make sense to my mind because I was a pastor. I was like, I love the ministry. I love my job. I love, but it just something fell off and I couldn't figure out. And so there I was laid out on bed rest. And I was, that's when I was like, what do I do now? What's my next move? So that was kind of the beginning, the beginning mm. of the journey. Yeah. And then you said that God, you found him almost like speak to you, right? Like start mm -hmm. a blog and you were like, you yeah. must be joking. The last thing yeah. I need right now is one more thing to do. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. I, I, that's exactly right. I was like, <laughs> Lord, what should I do? And I felt like the Lord was like, start a blog. And I was like, I'm sorry, maybe, <laughs> maybe you've got the wrong person. Like, I can't even really sit up, Lord. You know, like, I, can't, I, I, I was just so confused. But I still felt it so, so strong, so strong that it almost felt like I was going to be disobedient if mm. I didn't do it. But it didn't make, again, didn't make any sense. I'm like, you know, this is the last thing I kind of need to add. My doctor said, no more stress, Lord. Now you're telling me to launch like a blog. So it was super confusing to me. Um, but I just kind of took, I took a baby step right there when I was, uh, when I was on bed rest. Wow. What'd you do? I think what I did was I, the, my very first thing I think was I bought a domain name. So I was like, I don't really know. I didn't know how to get started. I really legit didn't. I didn't really hundred percent know what a blog was. So I got a domain name and then what I figured out was I, I bought like a template on WordPress and I just, I, I published a, my first post. I think oh. it was like 500 words, not that long. Then I figured out that I, you could email people. So I had like five friends. I think I put them all on the email list and I sent them my blog post and it was, and, but, but it was so exhilarating because I was, number one, why it was so exhilarating was I felt like I was being obedient 
mm. to what God was asking me to do. And that produced such a high. And I still get that high today. But be, that feeling of being obedient, it didn't, it didn't really, I was super nervous about what people were going to think, 100%. Mm. I think I was shaking when I clicked on the bed. Yeah. But, <laughs> But the feeling like on the other side of that, you know, I remember thinking, I don't even really care what people think about this because I feel so great doing what I felt the Holy Spirit was telling me to do. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. So I imagine in ministry, you saw a ton of women that were in a really similar place, like super burnt out, doing everything they're supposed to do. It makes so much sense on paper, but just not really feeling that sense of fulfillment and traction, like mm. doing everything that you feel God's calling you to do. Be a good mom, be a good spouse, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And there's just like this pit kind of, of mm-hmm. lack of satisfaction. And then we feel guilty about it, right? You know, yeah. and beat ourselves up. And then we kind of take it out a little bit, whether we want to or not on our kids, on our husband, mm. you know, do you have just experience with women like that? I'm imagining that it's, I mean, I've seen it everywhere. So I'm sure as a pastor, you saw even more. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like we in the church and I'm saying we, and I'm taking ownership over this have done a disservice to women in many respects. And one of the ways I feel like we've done a disservice and I, especially being in ministry is not teaching from the Bible that Mm -hmm. God wants you to pursue the desires that are in your heart. Yeah. I feel there's a, a strong anti-biblical message that you should be serving everyone else and pimping out all your free time <laughs> and don't take care of yourself because we need to put others above ourselves. But the scripture actually says we need to love others as we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. So only to the degree that we can like effectively love others as if we've been like loving ourselves and I I get so fired up about this, but Jesus said three times in the gospels to different people, what is it you want? Mm. Like his number one question to people right before they got a miracle was identify, clarify your desires because I want to give you what you want. Mm. And I think we do not, we do not hover and pause and allow people to meditate long enough what are the desires God has already placed in your heart that he would like to fulfill? Mm-hmm. The scripture says that if we would delight ourselves in the Lord, he would give us the desires of our heart. Many times I thought that meant like, if I really do a great job being a Christian, God will maybe give me what I want when it aligns with his will. But actually what that means is delight yourself in the Lord, meaning give yourself over to God and he's actually going to give you inside your heart, his desires. Mm. So inside your heart right now, your desire to make an impact, your desire for more, your desire to make a contribution, to make money, to be successful, all of those different things, including the unique desires that we all have, have been placed there by God. And we need to honor God by honoring our desires. And Mm. I had never heard that message. And I think that's why I was stressed out and a huge beached whale wondering what I was supposed to do with my life because I didn't know that. Totally. Totally. Oh my gosh, I couldn't agree more. So where did you hear that message? Like, how did that shift happen? Where did you get this idea of like, you know, I think I've heard it wrong. And then what was the, the before and after? Like, what was yeah. life like? 
hundred percent. Yeah. I, when I was on bed rest, I heard that message. So what I did is I started, like I had time, like that was the one thing yeah. that, that, that bed rest did for me that I had, I've been running around, running around, not ever asking myself, what is it I want? So now I'm on bed rest and I've got some time and I was doing research online. And that was when I came across somebody who was teaching something called an online course. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of an online course, literally didn't even know what it was. I was like, this sounds fantastic. I can like learn while I'm laid out and this is great. So in that course was where I first heard that information. Wow. And it was so I can't describe to you how revolutionary that that was for me because my mindset had been so pre-programmed to put like everybody else first and like almost I mean in some ways I think like run myself down thinking I was being spiritual and really saying whoa like that is um not at all what God's asking for and then I start I just kind of started deep diving started learning a ton about like Hebraic culture and actually what the Bible teaches about self-care. So that was my, the very first part of my beginning of that journey. And so what I did is I just started writing about what I was learning in regards to biblical self-care. And that was what my, my first blog posts were about. Boom. And I imagine that the difference was just remarkable. So what did your husband think? I mean, did he mention like, oh my gosh, you're different, your kids, like what was the shift in your family as you shifted? In a lot of ways, it felt like I was like having an awakening because mm-hmm. it was like I felt like I was pivoting out of one whole season of my life into like this. It was like it was like somebody pulled back the curtain and I was like, I saw the potential of the world and all the things that I could do and that like God wanted me to actually love my life. And it started it, it just started like. I don't know. It was like a side window opened up and I was like, I'm, I'm jumping through there. Like, and, and, and so in a lot of ways, my husband didn't really know what to do with all that. And, and I just, I kind of became like an obsessive, crazy person learning about like how I could become the best version of myself and like different things that I could do to help people online. Mm. Like I didn't know that I could teach courses. I didn't know that I could write books. I didn't know that I could go on television. I didn't know that I could start a podcast. Like mm-hmm. all of these things started opening up and I was like a little kid in a, in a candy store or a playground. <laughs> I was like, I want to do everything. This is so much fun. You know, <laughs> so I think my husband didn't really know what to do, but now that like we've, you know, we, we do this full time and we make our income this way now, he's like all on board. But in the beginning, yeah, he was like, what is going on? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So you now have brought this into how you teach your kids. I know you homeschool and yeah. you've just got this whole concept of like, look, you don't have to, you know, go to school, study subjects you hate, and then get a job just to make money that you detest. Like there's a different way that you can live and maybe even that you're being called to live, but it looks a little outside of what some people are just stuck in. So how did you kind of introduce that into the homeschooling that you do? How have you kind of taught your children this concept of their lives? Yeah, I, when somebody first told me about homeschooling, I was super like, no way, I will never do that. And even now when people hear that I homeschool, I have to clarify that the way I homeschool <laughs> is very unusual. It is non Even the way I do homeschool is non-traditional. <laughs> so my kids were in private school. They loved it. It was super, super great. But what, you know, once I started studying business and entre- like the entrepreneurial lifestyle, I started looking at life differently. And one of the ways I started looking at life differently was started, I started to place more value upon time than I started placing it on money. 
Mm. Because time is the stuff that life is made out of. Money is replenishable. Time is not replenishable. So I only have so much time on the planet and so much time with my kids. So I was noticing and calculating. I, I, I did a time study. How much time it took me just to get my kids ready for school in the morning. How much time it took me to drive my kids to school. Then I started studying like all the wasted time. No offense to any teachers listening to this. You probably don't do this, but there are a lot of teachers who waste significant amounts of time. I think I studied that it's up to three hours a day that kids are just lining up in school, <laughs> lining up to move from this class to this class. So I started like reevaluate, and I was like, well, okay, I don't really know if I could homeschool, but like maybe I could, I could try it. And, you know, save, save my own sanity. To be honest, it was very selfish. <laughs> I hated getting my kids ready in the morning. I legit, like, anyway, I just started evaluating it. And what I discovered was I could do way more with my kids in a shorter amount of time hmm. and then allow them plenty of time to delve into their dreams, their talents, and their desires and invest time like that. Plus, I could train them in how to make money as an entrepreneur at a young age. So I started evaluating all that. Then, just to drive those of you over the edge with just how crazy this all is, then I learned that you could actually get your bachelor's degree inside high school. So now my kids are on track to get their college oh gosh, degree awesome. inside high school and not because we, we had an investor come over and they were like, okay, it's going to, I think it's going to be about like $300,000 to send your kids, you know, to private college. And we were like, okay. And we actually had the money to do that, but we looked at that money and we were like, what, what if we could, what if we could do this differently? What if it didn't have to look like that? Mm. And we could put that money toward investing into their businesses. So mm. like, it just just some food for thought if you're out there that there are ways to do homeschool that are so fun and your kids love it. My kids are like, I would never go to school. They think they, they think it's just like, why would you do that? <laughs> why would you waste all that time? Like my, you know what I mean? Like my son's already, he's already launched courses. He's already making money. He's checking his PayPal balance every day. Like, so it's just, it's super fun. Yeah. Mm. I love it. So they, that was my next question, but basically you've already answered is they have, they love it essentially. Like this is like, they're digging it. This is the bomb yes. for them. Okay. That's super yeah. cool. No, they, I mean, like we, it's very relaxed. We really believe in like this harmonious, peaceful family culture. Like they're mm -hmm. all right. And doing school back there, like just on their own, they have a little list they go through, you know, and then we have a, a little power meeting every day a 15 minute power meeting with me and we just kind of go through like some some different things they did and then we talk about their we talk about their their dreams every day you know like we, we go through books together and then we make progress every day because what think about it like what if you and I started when we were kids dude <laughs> Don't depress like, me. <laughs> no, I know. I know. <laughs> but I mean, you and I went yeah. to a traditional college experience. I mean, just the whole thing. Like, just think about it for a second. Like, what if we, you just like opted out of the system and started building your, mm. your dream business when you were like, I don't know, 10, 11? Mm. Like, it's just, it, it's the best. I mean, I take Harry right now. He's the most interested in, in entrepreneur, um, the, that lifestyle right now. So we travel, like we go to business conferences. We were just in Dallas. Like we were in Miami. Like I'm taking my daughter on a business cruise in, in January. Like it, it's the best. So that's awesome. 
Yeah. I love it. I think that's so cool. And I think it's so, cause you know, I try to tell younger people that younger isn't even just early twenties. Yeah. And it's so hard for them to process outside of the norm. You know, it's just like, but what if, you know, yeah. I have to, and it's like, dude, you just need money, no. food, you know, and you're good. So the, the, okay. So, so I mean, we pay what $150,000, $200,000 private college to get to graduate to make a job that makes you what 60k yeah a yeah. year plus you it, have it, student it, 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 debt job. Yeah. yeah so so you pay all this money to make 60k a year yeah like you could make that easy if you just created your own business yeah and work from home mm-hmm. and then don't even pay the 200 whatever for a student loans like it doesn't even really make sense mm. yeah so say there's a woman who loves this idea has no idea where to start though. You know, she's got various interests. She doesn't know which one she could possibly monetize or how, like what would be her first couple steps to kind of sorting through her interests and dreams and getting something out there, even if it's just to test it. Really good. I say, I challenge women in the, that I coach. I say, listen, you are an expert in something. You don't, you, it may not be super apparent to you, but you know, they say that you need 10,000 hours. Malcolm Gladwell said you need 10,000 hours to be an expert. So there is something you have done in your life for 10,000 hours. Even if it's just you being you with your cute personality, like you're an expert, like you're an expert and that's just you being you, but there's something else that probably you are an expert in, but you never have thought about it. You never thought of yourself like an expert, Mm. but if you put that teacher hat on or that expert hat on, chances are you know way more than, than the next person. And that person would gladly exchange money to learn what you've learned in a, for a, in a shorter amount of time. Yeah. So I didn't realize that I could just declare myself an expert because I had been trained by the miseducation of our society that I needed a certain, to a certain amount of time to get a degree so I could get certified and then turn around and say, I'm an expert, but you don't actually have to do that. You can just be an expert. Mm-hmm. So that is the quickest way, but, but pivoting someone's mind, that's kind of the hardest thing that I do as a coach is pivoting someone's mind yeah. to say, I give myself permission to call myself an expert. And that's what you did, right, Jackie? Yeah, I mean, you, totally. you, you hundred percent did that. Absolutely. Would that come easy to you though? You know, I think because um, I had gone through so much schooling, I was such a good student, valedictorian, you know, all these like, and I had checked that box and I still wasn't happy and I wasn't making a difference, which was killing me. And so I remember being at a conference with the American Association of Christian Counselors and talking to, um, her name is Shannon Etheridge. She's written books like Every Woman's Battle, that kind of thing really well-known author. And I was telling her, I want to become a counselor and help women, you know, in intimacy and body image, that kind of stuff. And she said, don't become a counselor. You'll spend your whole time, you know, accumulating hours. There's all this liability around teaching the Bible. You want to be a coach. You just want to change lives. And I thought, boom, you know, and um, I love counselors. I've got counseling training. I've got counseling friends for sure. But my feeling is what I'm looking for in someone who's going to teach me is results. I don't care if they didn't finish high school, you know, I want them to be whatever it is, fit, happy marriage, you know, great business, et cetera, great kids. I don't want 15 degrees and 15 divorces. You know, I want to see results in her life of what I'm looking to create. So to me, that was what helped me make that switch to like, you know what, 
being an expert just means you're halfway decent because so many people out there teaching with degrees like can't even handle it themselves, you know, so that was huge. But I think you had a, a massive word there and it's been a real big theme with the women I work with and just I see in society and that's this idea of permission. And mm -hmm. it really goes back to that uh, concept of self-care too is like giving yourself permission to say, yes, I actually do need to shower. I matter. I need enough sleep. You know, I'm going to take care of myself. And that is a godly thing to do. It's so difficult for women mm -hmm. for some reason and in the business arena too. So um, I have a, a bit of a selfish question for you here. Mm -hmm. As a woman is kind of trying to, to put her dreams and desires out there, give herself permission to pursue a calling, mm -hmm. you know, or even just like take better care of herself. Let's say her first sense is like, you know what, I'm just going to get my health game in wow. here. Yeah. Like, we're just starting with basics here. I matter. I'm going to work out several times a week. When you have young children, and you know how it is. Like you can't even go to the bathroom without yeah. athletes, right? Like oh literally, you're just like, could I please the door closed? Um, how do you like logistically, a little more practically, how do you actually orchestrate your day to make that happen? Or even, you know, some increments of it? Yeah. Okay. This is such a good question. So you're awesome, Jackie, for even asking that. I really believe like before you, you have a platform before you like are making money, like, taking care of yourself is like number one, number one. <laughs> so like a few power sniper tactics I can give you yeah. young, younger moms out there. Number one, you need at least 20 minutes where you can exercise. Mm -hmm. Now, now that word is like a loaded word. So like some people like when they see exercise, like they have visions of like, I don't know, like li lifting power weights, hit exercises, like intense, intense, intense. What I'm talking about is can you, can you walk outside for 20 minutes? Or what I did, I would like, I would have my husband watch my kids. I only had, I think a half an hour. And it was, I think I can still remember it. It was at 10 a.m., 10 to 10.30. It was when like I had two kids napping at the same time. And and I just had to make a decisive, like a decision, like I need to do this. And I decided it, I wanted to lose weight because I was overweight, I was 60 pounds overweight. So if you know my story, I needed to lose weight. I wanted to lose weight. But what I realized is it was more about my mental health. Mm. The exercise, the blood flow going to my brain gives me mental health. Mm. And so I took that, tw I took 20 minutes out of the 30 minutes to go on an elliptical machine that was in our freezing cold garage. But to this day, practices like that have carried me through motherhood. Mm. Now I'm walking 20 minutes in the morning. I read it's the number one thing you entrepreneurs should do to get their mind, like to get oxygen flowing to their brain early in the morning. So I would just encourage you, maybe you can't do like some intense exercise thing, but can you do 20 minutes of walking or something like that? Because that will produce, it's like a keystone. It's like a, I don't know, it just changes your whole life. I don't know how else to put it. It just literally changes everything in your life. Mm. So some gyms have childcare. I, I did that at a later, later season when my husband went back to like, he started a different job. So there's some, there's something, you can figure it out. You just have to ask yourself how, can I make this work for me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And I think that that concept, like making a decision, right? Because decision means to cut, right? Decisive, like this is happening. And for me, that always happens when I've reached a point of I am so fed up with what's currently happening. Like I just, I can't anymore. (laughs) The disgust in my life or myself is is at the point of max and Mm. we're changing. So there's that. And then I think the self-worth piece, right? Because for a woman to say, I've got 30 minutes, I've got a pile of laundry, I've got a pile of dishes, I'm going to go for a walk. Mm -hmm. huge like huge for no doubt it's absurd that it's huge but it is and um the beginnings of building that self-worth self-love muscle of like i am worth 20 minutes of my day and it's it's amazing and then what happens is i'm sure you've seen and and you live for sure is that you become someone that your children want to become right because Mm -hmm. as they're growing up first they just need like everything they need their behind wiped they need food they need whatever and then they start to kind of look around the world and think certain people are cool or you want to be like certain people. Yeah. So if you're taking care of yourself and being your best self, mm. pursuing your dreams, your goals, your callings, taking care of yourself, your kids will want to kind of be like you rather than you constantly having to pull them back in from rebellion because they just look at you and are like, uh-uh, you know, no thanks. Which I wow. think is a big thing for women in the church to realize. They're trying to keep their kids in church. They're trying to get their daughters to want to be mm. godly women you've got to present what a full godly woman looks like, or they're just going to see somebody who's overweight, overwhelmed and unhappy and going to think there must be something better elsewhere. So I love, I love that you're living that. Um, I haven't even thought of any of that, Jackie, but that's a really (laughs) great point. Yeah. I mean, we, I know, I mean, I adore my mom and I wanted to be like her in so many ways, but we're always looking for women really as women to model. And so if we're being that woman for our children, keeping them, you know, under control isn't the term that I love, but just, you know, in the circle of faith, in this lifestyle that we want to impart to them is so much easier because we're representing how awesome it is. Yeah. That's like my life sucks and you should be a Christian too. You know? <laughs> no, that's oh, so yeah. good because, you know, in marketing, they talk about like attraction marketing. Like, like the, it's like you just kind of live this attractive lo- lifestyle and people are, yeah. but I never thought about in your own home. In your own home. Yeah. Like totally. you be the attractive character in your own home. Yeah, that's, mm, I didn't that's think of it either. That's good. Yeah. We'll, we'll just tell Russell Brunson that we added. This, <laughs> that's good. All right. So switching a little bit to the entrepreneur concept, how did you give yourself permission you know, because I think that is the same Mm. word to be used here to continually shift what you were doing to follow what God was calling you to. Because I know when we start businesses, we feel kind of an obligation to stay with what we started with sometimes, you know? Mm. And I think that one of the things that women are afraid of when they start a business of like, well, what should my Mm. brand name of all brand names forever always be? Or single ever domain name, you know? And it's terrifying. Or what is the product or the service or the And so to keep pivoting, you know, so you're constantly honing in on that path God's calling you to. I know I had to do this and it's kind of like, hey guys, guess what? We're talking about this now. So um, how did you do that? Oh my gosh. Well, (laughs) I have so much to say. (laughs) Um, First of all, I feel like you're so, I was so paralyzed. I was so paralyzed for so many years. Like for instance, the first thing I wanted to do once I started getting awakened was like, I was like, I want to write a book but I had no idea like how to do that. And that just the, you can become so paralyzed like I was for years, just not knowing how to mm. do something. But what I have learned is the whole thing, you just make it a game. Mm. You make it a game and you try to see how, how much fun you can have just starting and trying things. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> 
that's how I have learned to, to like love, love your life. And at the same time, change other people's lives. Because like, if you're having so much fun, other people, it's like contagious. Other people start to get, so anyway, I started off teaching about health. I had a lot of eating disorders growing up. So I wrote about that first and I was like, okay, that's really awesome. I helped a ton of people. I brought, I made a program. They all came through it. And then I was like, you know what? I want to talk about depression now. So I wrote another book about how I struggle with depression called the pivot plan helped a ton of people through that program and then I switched I was like you know what now we're all we all feel healthy and we're all over depression now we kind of feel like we want to like start something out in the world so I started helping women launch their dream and first discover their dream and then launch their dream whether it was a ministry or business so that I've landed on but that's been a three-year journey and I just kept pivoting the whole way through trying to have as much fun as I possibly could. And whenever I did that, I noticed huge results in other people's lives and also in my income. Interesting. So I would just encourage, cause you get into like almost this primal, like monkey brain when you get like, <laughs> how do I do this? I don't know what to do. So you don't do anything. But if you just, if you just like opt unsubscribe from that and just go, Hey, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try stuff. I'm just gonna have fun. <laughs> I'm just gonna have fun and it's gonna work and it's gonna be awesome. But I, I mean, so much to say to that, you know? Like, that's what you were talking about earlier is finding those desires, which we've always been so afraid to acknowledge or they can't be important, but that's God's calling. So, as you're following that desire and just having fun with it, that's probably where God wants you. So, it's probably where things are gonna work out the best. I, I have no, like, I, I'm sure that <laughs> I think. I heard, who was it? I'll find out the philosopher who said it. But when he said, oh my gosh, it's going to come to me. But he said, love God and do what you will. Like mm -hmm. love God and do what you will. I think he was basing it off 1 John 4, 9. But, and I'll, I'll see if I can find the scripture and send it out or something to you. But it is like love God and like just, just do what you feel like God is telling you to do and, mm -hmm. and just enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And I feel like there's so much freedom in that. And so any, almost every day, I think I have it on a sign. I'm like, are you having fun? Like, are you having fun? Like, are you, are you just have fun? So like, I mean, write a book, just have fun. Launch yeah. a blog, just, just like, just do it and have fun. Be like, Hey guys, I'm just having, I'm just going to try this. You know, you do not have to do something for 30 years after you start it. <laughs> like you are not committing. There is no one, there's no like, I don't know, like blog police or like branding and marketing police. Like you don't have to be ball and chain to that thing for forever. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So and what I'm, yeah, what I'm hearing you say too, is like the idea of pressure, you know, and it's like, so it's pe pressure versus permission. And are you willing to just be like, you know, I can do this and I can feel the pressure as I do it, or I can do it and I can feel fun. And I can just give myself permission to like enjoy the process. It's the same process. It's just, how are you going to go through it? How are you going to let yourself go yeah. through it? And I think we're so how used to pressure that we good. feel like a good girl when we feel pressured. And it's wow. like, it's what we run around saying, oh, I'm so busy. You know, there's just so much going on. It's a default because it's so much better than being like, dude, my life is freaking awesome. And I sure hope yours is too, because that sounds arrogant, we think. And so yeah. we just stick with this concept of pressure. Yeah. And it, sucks you know but we think it's the right thing to do that's so interesting because i kind of feel like if you're really if you really hate your life and you are not having fun i kind of feel like there's something wrong yeah 
For sure. Like, like there's something, something's off. Like you're not, either you're not doing something you're supposed to be doing or you just haven't discovered it yet, but that should be a sign because you should love your life. Mm-hmm. Like you, so you, you should, I believe that's yeah. like how God wants us to. Yeah. Uh, but you know, and that's okay. If you, if you're listening to this and you feel like that, I get, I got you. Mm. I felt like that lying on my bed and what I became, you know, if, before I have, I've studied this before you really want to put your expert hat on. If you're feeling super like disillusioned and you really don't know what you are an expert in is you just become a researcher and become a reporter and start to like investigate what could I do? What could I possibly even want to do mm-hmm. and just research it? Mm-hmm. Because like, if just say if you just, you, if you're going to find it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Seek and you will find. Like, just research. What do you think you want to do? Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it gets into so much of our theology is underneath that, right? Because I know that growing up in churches, we can often feel like God is a God of a happy family. God is a God of, you know, obedient kids. But is God a God of, like, fun and dreams mm. and just, like, wow. enjoying yourself? You know, he must not, he doesn't have time for that. Like, we've got wars and stuff, you know? So, um just allowing your theology to extend mm-hmm. to the fact that God is playful and enjoys being God and wants you to enjoy, you know, life as his creation, which doesn't mean that there aren't hard times, but that being in his presence, his joy mm-hmm. can permeate whatever you're doing and that it's okay to pursue greater joy that he's calling you to. So, wow. There's so much there. No, that that's so good. I think, you know, in the, um, the blessing of it, like the Lord lift up his face and shine upon you, you know, that I think in Ecclesiastes, I actually read what that, where it came from was the Hebrew picture of a father picking up a child, like lifting him up like this, that may the Lord's, may the Lord's face shine upon you is, is a father lifting up his child, like with like crazy excitement and love to his child. And, you know, I feel like that, expression is something we need to allow ourselves like you're saying for god to to let his face shine on us with that kind mm-hmm. of excitement passion and love like god is crazy about you he is crazy about you and he made you just the way you are with just the desires that you have that nobody else has and you don't have to like wonder why you're, you don't look like somebody else or you don't like do something as well as somebody else. Like there is something inside of you that's so rich and so amazing. And so like, it's just, God just like, it's just waiting for it to come out of you. Mm-hmm. you know? So give yourself permission to find it. And the best thing about being an entrepreneur is you can create whatever it is that's in your heart. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I think, you know, it's like, it's the stifling of these, these dreams and desires. And even this just idea that God enjoys our joy that leads to addictions that leads to all kinds of problems. So, I mean, you've seen it too, with eating issues, with depression, it's like our body and our mind want something that give it pleasure. And if we deprive it of what is good pleasure, it's going to go and default to something that's, that's not so good. So this is not just like, Oh, that would be so nice for me to, you know, pursue my dreams. Maybe someday when I have time, I see this as like a command that's going to keep you and yourself out of trouble and then give a light to your children. So there's, there's so much that's important here. So tell me a little bit about Mm -hmm. the work that you're doing now. I know you're working with kind of entrepreneurs, helping people kind of launch dream ideas, dream businesses. Mm-hmm. What are you, how are you supporting people now? And what are kind of your, yeah. the things that are lighting you up? Yeah. Now I feel like I have really landed on like my, my assignment, you know, that I feel like God's given me. And because 
I, it lights me up so much. This is one of the signs I know when I find a woman get, she gets unstuck. What I'm helping them do is get unstuck. This woman who feel very, very, very stuck. They're really just not sure kind of like what they should be doing or what they could, the potential that's inside of them or what they could do. So I'm helping, I coach women through like an eight to 10 week program right now where they get unstuck, they clarify their best business idea. And then I kind of handhold them, walk side by side with them, implementing that idea and launching it out into the world. So, so that they make like, like profit off of that passion. Mm. So my whole goal is that many times people don't think about sustainability or like long-term or, but I really feel like you need to think about monetization and scale when you're in the beginning. Cause that's one of the reasons way back, like in three or four years ago, I didn't think at all about that. I was just like, just kind of, you know, start a blog, start, write a book, but I didn't think about um, some of those things. And I wish somebody had like helped me through and also given me crystal clear action steps so that was kind of, that's what, that's the, that's why I created uh, what my coaching program now. I love that. I love that. And I'm sure that women are getting like absurd results because yes. even when you and I just brainstorm, you give me these like light bulb moments that I'm like, that never would have occurred to me. So <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So I want to wrap up a little bit with some rapid fire questions, hot Ooh, seat yeah. questions which yeah. I know you're going to rock. What is bringing you the most joy right now? Mm. Mm my children getting older and me getting to travel with them. Ooh, that sounds awesome. I want to get there too. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. They're just like the coolest little people. Like they, I, they, you know, before like, you know, when they can't really talk and you're, you know, you're, it's like a whole different season, but now it's like, we're like brainstorming 10 year business plans. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so fun. Ridiculous. Oh, wow. I think also there's like an oxytocin hit as a mom. So like when I'm in like these business meetings and this, I just like, I just like hold my son's hand. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, I just love, I just love every part about being with them. So that's probably the, that's yeah. So cool. Bring me the most joy right now. I remember when my mom, I used to ask my mom, like, why would you have kids? You know, like, cause my brother was very like eight years younger than I was. And I was just like, why would you do this? And she said, you create your own friends. You know, you, you're making your own friends. And wow. so that's what I hear in that. I love that. That's beautiful. Okay. Something you do most mornings, doesn't have to be every morning because we're mamas mm -hmm. and life's crazy. That mm -hmm. brings you life. <gasps> yeah, no, this is an easy one. This is me walking down by the park outside my house. I listen to like motivational audios or motivational music, mostly audios, but I'll just walk. And I just, I, I also just think about what I'm grateful for when I'm walking, I just think about it. It just like fills me up so much. And I don't even try, but I'm just like smiling like a crazy person walking along this path. And I can't, I, I, I get so sad if I can't have that walk. So that totally. definitely, yeah. I love it. And that goes right to the next question. What are three things you're grateful for right now? So what are you thinking about on those walks? Oh uh, yeah. I always start like I start with my family, then I start like with my business and then I start like, like what, then I, then I, the next circle out for me is like, I, what I'm grateful for is going to happen in the future. Mm. So I always start with my family. I always picture my kids, I picture my husband. I'm like, so grateful. Oh my God, you've blessed me so much. I'm so, so grateful. And then I'll kind of think about the people I get to serve in my business. I'll think about my clients, my customers, like people that I've like impacted and changed their life, you know, like 
you know, change their life, you know? And then the wider circle for me is, and I start to think about the future and all the things I know I'm going to do that I'm so grateful for. Mm. Like, like, and I feel it in, in my body, in my mind. I, this is something I practice, which I believe in like meditation, godly meditation. Mm. And you have new age says calls it visualization, but actually it's a biblical principle, but thanking God in advance for what he's going to do. So I will picture speaking. I will picture hosting my own live events. Like I will picture writing more books, the kind of income I want to make. I'll, I'll, that's yeah. So I'll just, did that answer your question? <laughs> yes, totally. And I love that concept of the kind of the three rings outward, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, kind of fumbling, but beginning with the family and then kind of moving out. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. Favorite recent book or audio? Ooh. You have audio book before. Ooh, okay, okay. I am reading a book called You Squared right now. It's oh. a super short book on Amazon. Just kind of like a, about the power of like identifying you times two. Um, so that's a really great book. Super short, super short read. Um, audio books. Oh yeah, I'm reading the hero the, uh, the audio on Audible. I'm listening to the Heroes Two Journey. So this is about the power of storytelling. I'm really trying to become a better storyteller. I think it's the most powerful way to teach. It's how Jesus taught. So the Heroes Two Journey um, by Michael Haig on Audible. Okay, cool. Okay. And one way women can honor themselves more. So if you were to tell women, look, step one. Ooh, I kind of feel like women should put on makeup. And that may offend some people. We need to have a whole other hour podcast for this one. I feel like I know women who don't want, and that's fine if that's like where you absolutely feel like your conviction is like you shouldn't wear makeup. But I have noticed that when a woman puts makeup on, not a ton, you know, maybe kind of concealer, mascara, some lip gloss, that they feel a shift in how they feel about themselves. And especially for the moms listening, the amount of times that you see yourself in a mirror around your house is pretty high if you're staying (laughs) home and maybe even if you go out like god forbid you go to like a mall and then there's gonna be mirrors everywhere like you should you should honor yourself by reflecting back to yourself an image that you feel proud of because it it will remind you say it again say it again (laughs) you should reflect back to yourself an image that you're proud of because you are looking at yourself And drawing conclusions about yourself. And honestly, if you if you feel just if you feel great like about yourself, you're gonna your actions are gonna look different mm-hmm. that day. You might even be nicer to your kids. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying that it that women should consider, even if they're not going to see anyone that day. So okay, I, this is something that 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 I even if I'm not gonna see anybody that day. I'm going to look at me. Yeah. So something, yeah. something, something to that. think about. Yeah. No, I will. I do see that. I do the same thing because I've finally identified, even though I work from home, even though half the time nobody sees me at all. If I look like a mess or I feel like a mess, I'll act like a mess. You know, just my whole behavior, sloppiness, words, everything. It's just grosser. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two more. Your advice for life in one sentence. No pressure. Um, <laughs> I would say honor God, but then rule over the assignment that he has given you. Mm, that's awesome. Love that. Very powerful. And then anything else you want the listeners to think about or know, kind of like closing thoughts? 
I would just say question everything you think you have to do in life. Things that you think other people expect you to do or like that you've sort of resigned yourself. Like I have to do this for the rest of my life. Mm. Like what if that wasn't necessarily true and a whole nother path and a whole nother avenue could be opened up to you by God. Just, just allow that possibility because God wants you to be happy. Mm. He, he, he wants you to be happy. So just consider maybe there are some things that other people have put pressure or expectation on you that may not be exactly what God wants for you. That's awesome. So definitely the case. And you see it all over the Bible, you know, God calling people out, like you are calling this my word and it's not, it's not my word at all. You've made it up, you know, so really powerful stuff. Okay. So where can people find you? You've got two books, the brave body method and the pivot plan, both of which are phenomenal. So tell us where to find those and then where we can find just your general website, what you're doing right now, when we want to work with you and uh, come follow and join your world. Sure. Sure. Well, yeah, if you struggle with body image or confidence, the brave body method is a four-step plan towards self-acceptance. So you can find that on Amazon, or I think you can get a free, you you can get the book free for just shipping and handling at the bravebodymethod.com or bravebodymethod.com. Sorry. Pivot plan is on just Amazon. And then, uh, to find out more about like confidence courses I have or business coaching I do, it's at eileenwilder.com. E-I-L-E-E-N-W-I-L-D-E-R.com. Yes. Cool. Hence the course Wild and Free, which I think is so cool. Super cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. It's just, it fires me up to talk to you. And so I know that's going to be so inspiring to so many women. There's just, you've had such a gorgeous journey. And what just strikes me about you is that you've been faithful with every step of that journey. You know what I mean? With your family, with your body, with God's calling on your life, you're just, you've never said no or never given up. Even when it's tough or confusing, it's just like, mm. I'm going to do this. And then you add joy on top of it, which is just like the icing on the cake. So <laughs> really, really beautiful to watch the way you do uh, things. So thank you for being here. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks for having me. I love yeah, you so I'm much. This is so, to watch so fun. This. Good. Thank you. And um, business bestie also. So <laughs> All right. Thank you, Eileen. And um, ladies, if you want to see what she's up to, you have to go check out what she's doing. I mean, it's just, there's so much good wisdom in there. It's biblical, it's practical, and it's so like funny. I mean, just listen to her talk. It's funny and inspiring and encouraging. You're going to love it. So EileenWilder.com and all the books excited. Woohoo. Thanks, my dear. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by The Bombshell Manifesto. The Bombshell Manifesto is a two-time number one best-selling book, and it's where I really teach the philosophy of the biblical bombshell. After spending years in ministry and now more years running my life coaching business, I see so many young women and even women well into their lives just floundering and kind of flopping around in some of the essential areas of God-created femininity, such as their relationship with God, their relationship with their bodies, their relationship with men, with sex, with beauty, with their finances. And I just don't think we have time for that. I think that we are called to do such big things for God while we're here. We've got to get these areas under control, locked on, so we can move forward toward our exciting assignments and massive callings in life. So in this book, I really give you the behind the scenes of my personal journey, struggling with what God was calling me to be as a woman. 
going back and forth around the over-sexualized ideas of femininity or the completely asexual versions we often see in the church where we're not supposed to talk about that tough stuff. I lead you through the research and the history around the concept of a bombshell, a few personal visions and ideas I have around it, and then the scripture that God puts in front of us as how he wants us to understand the important role we play as women. Do you know that a woman was the way that the Savior came into the world and was the first evangelist of his resurrection and then ascension? This is a big deal, ladies. So hop over to bombshellmanifesto.com. Now you can find this book on Amazon, but if you go through bombshellmanifesto.com, I've got a couple extra fun free bonuses and ways that you can actually get free trainings and audios that take this whole concept deeper. We walk through the 12 pillars of a biblical bombshell, addressing tough areas of life like opening to vulnerability and intimacy, understanding beauty and God's calling for it, getting deeper into our confidence and our security, committing to a relationship with God that blows our minds and more. What I see so much from women and hear from them, and quite frankly, I hear it from men who are looking for a woman to marry or they want their wife to come alive in the way they know that she can, is that there's some kind of tapped in femininity that is out there that is possible, but that's incredibly difficult to find. Women long to be it, men long to find it, and this is the calling that we have as women. This is what we're able and even asked to step into, required, I would say, to step into, to live out everything God has for us. But I see so many women who are stuck in mediocrity and are told that that kind of complacency is contentment and that's where they should stay and they should just be happy with it and, you know, that's life. I don't think that's what God's asking. I don't think that's what we're here to do. And I don't think we have any more time to waste. So join me over at bombshellmanifesto.com. Let's light this thing on fire. Let's get out into the world and do what we're supposed to do. Do what we can do. Be fully who God has called us to be. The bottom line is this. The entire world is obsessed with women, and they should be. That's the way it's designed. We are the ones who continue life, who continue the human race. We are always going to be attracting people's attention. We are always going to be shaping human beings, shaping culture, and pointing people toward something. The question is, what are we pointing them toward? Have we completely released and activated every area of our God-designed femininity to do those things well? I hope you'll join me. I think there's no more important calling on this earth as a woman than to live out her full God-given design and to use it to point people to Him. So let's get this thing started. Let's set ourselves free. Let's set our families free. And let's light the world ablaze with the truth that is only in the gospel. I'll see you at bombshellmanifesto.com.